This is Bar Crawl Radio, and today we're gonna go to Russia. Okay, okay, okay. We're not really going to Russia. You, you knew that. That'd be a little too much. Anyway, it's really far away. But we are going to be talking about a play produced by The Medicine Show, a longtime New York City theatrical institution, that uh, was taken to Russia earlier this summer for the International Platonov Festival in Voronezh, Russia. I feel like this is the kind of dance when they would do that kicking thing where they're way down. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, my, Have I, you ever I, tried to do that? I'm kicking under the table. I am, too. We okay, we will talk a bit about the play, but mostly about the experiences of the director and actors from the United States performing a Soviet play by a great Russian writer in the city where he was born. And we'll be toasting as we go with this bottle of Tito's vodka which we're keeping in an ice bucket in the middle of all our equipment. I am Rebecca McCain, and my podcast partner is Alan Winson. We are at Gephardt's Beer Culture Bar on West 72nd Street on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. And here we go! But you know, that's Russian, too. I know. That's, that's the, uh, appropriate, but we play that music all the time. Eastern Blockheads. That's our intro <laughs> the, the Eastern Blockheads, they play this Soviet pop music. Like from the 60s. And that, that's our introduction bop-bop music. I love it. Yeah. Um, with us today are two actors and two, well, we have one director and maybe another director is going to join us. Um, from the Medicine Show Theater, who recently were part of a production of Andrei Platonov's 14 Little Red Huts performed at the International Platonov Festival in Voronezh, Russia. Johan Ardelian is a Romanian-born American theater and cinema actor. He won the debut award at the Contemporary Theater Festival Brasov, Romania. Romania. Brasov, Romania. Is that right? Did I pronounce Brasov. it? Brasov. And was nominated for the Best Actor at Hot Festival, Kostinești. Kostinești. Romania. Yeah. We'll get a language lesson here. I know. Yeah. More's <laughs> coming later. Johan's stage, commercial, and film credits are most impressive and includes Shakespearean productions and modern plays at the Romanian the National Theatre and the Almeida, Almeida Theatre yes, in, in London and several off Broadway productions in New York City. And uh, Joel Bernstein may be joining us. He is. So he's here. Right he's walking in oh, right here now. Here he is. Here's <laughs> Joel. Hi. It's okay. It's All right. Okay. Your, your seat's right there. Just get the... Your mic is hot. Okay. And... Uh, we're having vodka shots. We're going to have a vodka shot. In honor shot. of Russia. We're having vodka. Yeah. So you know, how to, you know how to pour the shot. Huh? Oh, yeah. I poured it too high. Yeah, it's too high because you just want to shoot it. Oh, well, I don't oh, yeah. shoot. Yeah. Well. All right. This, this is a... Vodka is such a delicate... Okay. I don't like to shoot. So introduce Joel. You, me, that's okay. Yeah. Hey, Joel. We're good. I'm going to introduce you. Please do. Joel Bernstein <laughs> co-directed the play for the International Platonov Festival. Plat Platonov. 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 Platonov Festival. He has many directing credits, including at the Pearl Theater, where he was a founding member. Unfortunately, that theater closed in 2017. Uh, Joel is a stage and film TV actor. He has performed at the Pearl and at the Medicine Show and on Broadway. And he acted in all four seasons of, of Amazon's Golden Globe winning Mozart in the Jungle. And, and now I'm, I've, never, I've never watched that show, but I'm definitely going to watch it well, now. we're going to watch it. Please. It's really good. Did you have a good I'm role? Sure. Yeah, I had a great role. I was the, I played the, um, the concert master of the non-existent New York Symphony Orchestra. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it was a... Well, know, it existed in the show. It did, it did. Okay. And I was on so many episodes. And um, Wow, a paying gig. It was, in fact, a paying gig. <laughs> That's but great. now a memory. As all well, as all things become. Exactly. Um, and I want to introduce uh, Tara Steinberg. She is a New York City-based stage and film actor and voiceover artist. She recently appeared at the 13th Street Repertory Theater and the Cell Theater. 
Tara is a graduate of the New York Conservatory for Dramatic Arts. Welcome, Tara. And uh, uh, last, if not least, definitely least, least is Chris Brandt, <laughs> who is not only old, but, he, but he's an old friend. Uh, I feel I can say that, even though we have known him for only about a year. I mean, it's amazing I've it's known really you for only a year. year. It seems like I've known you much, like I've much, known you my whole life. Much longer. Yeah. That's really... It has been a concentrated relationship. Chris is an actor, college professor, translator of plays, writer of poetry, carpenter, civil disobedience protester, lover of life, and generally a wise and learned being of life. Yikes. <laughs> that's, right. that's your resume, Chris. I like it. Yeah. So write the resume. <laughs> Over to you, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> so welcome all to Bar Crawl Radio. And, Thank and, you. Yeah. And so we're going to... Oh, well, before we begin, yeah. we thought a Russian toast um, with vodka to, our, uh, uh, to, to your production. Wait a minute, wait, before you go, I, I, I have a little lesson here for you. Your health. Vasha Zdarovia. Vasha Zdarovia. Okay, here we go. Vasha Zdarovia. Are we shooting? Are, are we shooting? Not are we doing, doing clink? Yeah. You get to shoot. All right. uh, we're spilling, we're spilling. No hoopa. There you go. Oh. Oh. Ah. Okay. And as we move through the show, we're going to uh, be toasting uh, the 14 Various little red things. huts. And then who knows, uh, by the end, who knows what we'll be toasting. We'll we may even toast Donald Trump. Toast. I don't know. We may, uh, we may be toast. That, that yeah. might take a lot of vodka. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. well, More than that bottle. That's what, that, 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 that's what vodka is good for. Okay, so maybe we can begin with a brief introduction of the medicine show. Um, it's been a, a New York City theater scene since splitting off from the open theater in 1970. And Chris, you know something about this history? Yeah, I've been a member of medicine show since 1973. And uh, so you began almost from the beginning, because almost the beginning, yeah. two, two years after they founded it. And Medicine Show has done a, a tremendous amount of stuff, um, and with a very wide range, all the way from uh, the most experimental, uh, weird, out there kind of stuff all the way to um, revivals of Cole Porter musicals from the 1920s that had never been done since. Wow. Right, right. And, and, and we, we were, we're talking about actually bringing some poetry to the medicine we're, show. We're, I, I hope we get to do that. I hope we do, yeah. What was the overview in terms of picking what productions to do? Well... Uh, were you looking for things that hadn't been done before? basically looking for things that are impossible to do. <laughs> like 14 Little Red Huts. Like 14 Little Red Huts, which is go. an enormously and difficult Caligula. play. Yeah. Caligula was another one. Uh, and, and Chris um, translated Caligula, their recent right. uh, production of Caligula. And things like Ubu and uh, Ubu is a great Henry play. Fielding's uh, Tom Thumb the Great. Oh, wow. Um, and Tom Thumb is sitting right there. Oh, oh yes. look at him. He, he was, he was behind something, so I couldn't see him. I know. I know. I know. I've grown. Oh, okay. <laughs> there's Tom. Not there's, very much. There's okay. Tom. Um, we were talking about weird things that the Medicine Show produces. Uh, why, did the, why did the Medicine Show Theater produce this very strange... Uh, I'm going to describe it because I, I don't quite understand it. I, I, I want to. A uh, surrealist play by a writer whose plays are not produced in the U.S. And in fact, he, uh, 14 Little Red Hut wasn't produced in the U.S. I mean, until you guys produced it, I, I think. Well, it wasn't presu pr produced in the Soviet Union ever. And certainly well, it wasn't produced in his lifetime. Until, until, until actually, actually in, in 1986, it was still the Soviet Union, but it was after Glasnost and Perestroika. Right. Uh, I, I looked up, it said it was first produced in his hometown, Voronezh, in 2014 by Director McCall by... Bichkov? Bichkov. Bichkov. Right, right. Uh, it was written in 1936. So this is not a well-done play. Why, why do it? Why, why, why did the medicine show choose? We, uh, an English language translation of it, the first English language translation, was, was published by uh, the Columbia University Press. And they offered us the chance to do the first English language production of the play. Okay. 
in 19, in 2017, right. 100th anniversary of the Russian Revolution. So we did a Russian season that year. And this was the first play we did. And we did it. We did a terrible job of it the first year. <laughs> wow. And there, there is a video of it. There's you can find it on, on YouTube. YouTube right? Yeah. But we didn't really understand the play then. It took uh, being away from it for six, eight months and then coming back to it because we were invited to go to Veronica's. And so we had to remount the play. You had to figure out what it was about. And yeah. And I think we've almost got there. I don't feel like I still understand it, really. Right. So Not completely. Got, look, before, before we talk about the play, and I would like to talk about the play a little bit, uh, because really our focus uh, for this product show is your experience of going to Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. uh, so, but I do want to get a little mm-hmm. bit of the play. But who was Andrei Platonov? Johan? Yes, Andrei Platonov was a um, very well-known uh, playwright poet and uh, also philosopher, Russian philosopher, Um, and uh, wasn't uh, very uh, 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 was well known in in Russia, but because of uh, the Soviet Union and because of Stalin and because of all those uh, communists, because his writing was against the collectivization and against communism, against socialism, <laughs> and uh, like that, he wasn't very uh, produced and published. Right. Uh, but I hear Stalin kind of liked him. No, no, <laughs> Stalin didn't like him. No, he he uh, he called him scum, and he called him a good writer and a son of a bitch, depending upon where you where you look up the, yeah. your your googling. And um, in order to keep an eye on him, he sent his son, his 15-year-old son, right. to the gulag. Three years later, the son was released, but only on the intervention of Mikhail Sholokhov, who wrote Quiet Flows the Dawn, which was immensely popular in Russia and later here in the U.S. And, um, and the son came back at 15 and died of 18, at 18 of tuberculosis that he had contracted. But his, his father had, uh, Platonov had uh, taken care of him. And I heard that he got, um, he got tuberculosis, tuberculosis as also. Well, yeah. yeah. And he died later on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. In 1951. Right. In 51, yeah. Right. So Platonov is a um, not a well-known, at least in this country, uh, maybe the Medicine Show could re- revive him. I, I see, Chris, you're reading one of his novels called Foundation Pit. That was his most famous work. Right. It was actually published during Soviet times, but Johan said he was against uh, the communist idea. He wasn't really against it. He was was against what was being done with it by Stalin. At first he was very much on board with the revolution. He was an engineer in addition to everything else that he was. He was a multi-talented man. And he spent spent, uh, I think six or eight years not writing but doing but digging wells and, and engineering projects for the collectivization of the step. Right. Yes, and probably when he realized what's all about, yeah. you know, he couldn't take it anymore and yeah. he was absolutely against that's why he was on the side right. and nobody could touch him. Uh, and probably what I think, what I think he, uh, because I, I always ask myself why Stalin didn't kill him. Exactly. Interesting, because you know. He could have, because he killed a lot of people. Absolutely. Well, maybe he had too many fans, and it would have made a, uh, uh, I, I think so. a big deal. But I what think if, so. Like, like Meyerhold, you know. Like as, long as, uh, oh. as long as uh, Stanislavski was alive, nobody touched him. As soon as Stanislavski died, they killed him. Wow. Yeah. So what about the play? Is it, um, is it uh, sympathetic or against Stalin? Because okay. I, I, I remember hearing that we were talking. Yeah, yeah. it's confusing. Right? I, I, I read the play to get ready for this. And I'm telling you, it was a and slog. And he told me not to read it. It was a real <laughs> slog. And then I watched the video, which kind of helped a little bit. I mean, your, your production that you, uh, Johan, you, you produced in 2017. Um, it's available on YouTube. We talked about, you, we talked about it. Um, and uh, Tara, uh, who's here, played one of the, the roles, uh, Suyunita. Suyunita. Suyunita, right. And, and so it's like, what is this play about? Like, it, it seems very brooding. It seems very heavy. It's like Chekhov, but it's not really Chekhov. I mean, this is not a Chekhovian play. Abstract, surrealist, 
What, I mean, can we describe Tara? You performed it. What is this play about? What is it about? The play is very confusing, as you learned. Um, one thing that I learned from someone who has studied Platonov, which I thought was a very great description of it, she described it like how, you know, The Daily Show right now, how it's full of all these references to today. If you fast forward 100 years, I mean, not even, you fast forward 50 years, and we were to watch an episode of The Daily Show today, we wouldn't understand it. It wouldn't be funny. And that's kind of, yeah, it wouldn't be funny. Maybe exactly. the play's meant to be funny. Um, and that's what this play is, because the play, you know, the play is written, essentially, <laughs> I had read somewhere that he started writing it as a comedy, and then by the end, he had switched, and it had become a tragedy. So that's why the tone, really, is all, it's all over the place. At the beginning, it starts as this surrealist, comedy and then as it goes on that that comedy continues but it becomes ultimately a tragedy interesting um, so as artists trying to figure out that tone that was i think one of the biggest challenges when i was saying that maybe Bigger it's a challenges comedy for an actor and for a, for a performers for a performer and certainly a director. yes yeah, yeah. And I think I, for all of us yeah. when i was saying it, is it a comedy johan was making a look and going and, and shaking his head no and <laughs> kind of like Given you know, you know, rolling the eyes almost <laughs> not a comedy. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, it's strange because uh, uh, sitting in the audience in uh, Voronezh, I was so surprised because the Russian uh, audience they laugh. They at did. Yes, mm -hmm. at something, at something. At some things which we never thought <laughs> somebody <laughs> could laugh at. And That's were they laughing surprise. with the play or uh, at the play? No, 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 no. Was laughing absolutely. Uh, they got uh, the joke. They got the joke. They got the yeah. joke. They, they, and 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 interesting was they start laughing and after that stopped their laugh. You know because it's interesting. The the situation probably was some comedy, but after that when you realize what in fact is there, you stop. Because you said because uh, it's real. Was yes. Do you remember a specific incident? Oh, I don't. I really, I really don't remember a really specific because I was yeah, my uh, yeah. my uh, heart uh, blood pressure was right, right. over the top and yeah. I was just <laughs> right trembling. That's a really there, interesting. Plays are watched in context of the society in which they're watched. Mm -hmm. exactly. Yes, the community yeah. in which they're right. watched. We we did a um, a documentary some time ago and I I took a piece of it to Britain. Uh, to try to raise some money for the documentary. And we had put a piece of music in it that we thought was lovely like really music. lovely music. And Very heartwarming. In, in, and, and heartwarming and like a really dramatic part of the, of the documentary. Uh, and it's like as soon as the music came on, the whole audience, we were in a theater, started laughing. I'm going like, what the fuck? What is going on? I mean, it's and not... Like, why are they laughing? What's going on it in the film is not something you would laugh at. that this piece of music is used in a milk commercial oh. in London. Oh my I gosh. didn't know that. <laughs> right, yeah. Oops. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so, I mean, the total context of this beautiful, kind of like lovely music to, you know... Now he can't listen to that music I anymore. can't listen to it anymore, right? <laughs> right. Nice it, was so, it was so shocking. But yes, yeah, plays are done, are done in context. But we haven't got to what this is about. About two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll toast to that. I think we should have a toast. <laughs> okay. yes. now, does anyone need a refresher? Here's to the yeah. I do, actually. All right, here we go. Oh. Here we go. All right, we're, we're, I'm, I'm pouring a little more. Everybody's... I do. There we go. Joel, here you go. Well, thank you. All right, are you okay? You okay? All right. Okay. So, to two and a half hour plays. Yeah. All right, there we go. Right here. All right. Well, and this was cut two a and lot. And a half. It would have been three and a half hours. Two and a half hour plays by dead playwright. <laughs> All right. I mean, all right. ultimately... Yeah, here I we go. Thank you, Tara, for answering all, the question. Yeah. We had a discussion once in a rehearsal of what the play was about for us. Yeah. And everyone had their own idea of what the really bottom line point, like what the story the really essence. was. Yeah, what the essence of, the, of what we were trying to tell. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, for example, it's really about how government policies affect people and how people deal with that. Um, and that is something, you know, I think for me when I approach, especially a political piece, whether it's from modern era or from a previous era, we find what is still meaningful for us to learn from today. And this play, ultimately, once you dig through all that language that is so hard to understand, you are able to find a lot of lessons that can be applied to what's going on yeah. right now. Your language does seem stilted. 
uh, um, and, and it must be difficult for an actor to it's kind of get through time, that. It's of a time, right? Um, no, I mean, even... Uh, well, it's in the, the translation... Get a little is, closer, Joel. The translation is by an English translator, right. so there's some uh, a layer of um, Britishisms that you have to kind of peel away or ignore or re recast, which we did a little bit from time to time. Right, right, which you have to do with Shakespeare, too, sometimes. Well, you oughtn't, but... People do. <laughs> so, so um, um, from the, from uh, the director Johan, what is the play about? Okay, the play. For okay, me, here we go. Yes, <laughs> for me, for me was uh, uh, okay. I I used to live in a communist country. I know what the communists in Romania. Yes, I know what it means to lose your property overnight. I know what it means to uh, today you have your your own land and tomorrow you have no land and you have to go to work for the state and it's your property you you work your own land but That's right. everything is going to the state it's devastating uh, when and if you didn't want you know to uh, to give the, your land to the state and uh, they came they killed your son they killed your kids they don't let your kids to go to school they took you know, your goats absolutely was abso <laughs> that's why i was very uh, uh, I, I really i really loved when uh, chris uh, uh, proposed and uh, gave me the the, the play to direct in 2017 because I felt like I, I, I can do I, I can put a part of me from a part of me there right, you know? right. and uh, that's all about uh, the, uh, now Joel, the you farmers killed the animals when they they stole them they, no yeah. no no oh, they in the real, killed, in the, in yeah. real world yeah. they mm -hmm. killed the yeah. animals Joel you, you co-directed this what, what was I the did. play about for you well it, for me it was um, it was a continuing revelation I mean I really I'm a big one for research and reading the play and pre in preparation for each rehearsal. I only co-directed because Johan was unavailable for April and May. Okay. And we, he could only... And I guess you approach it from an actor's perspective, too. Well, I'm an, I'm a, I'm an actor primarily, so yeah, sure, I kind of approach it, everything from that perspective. Right. But um, I don't know. I'm, I'm one, the best def definition of acting that I know is acting is what happens to you while you're trying to get what you want. And in a social context... It reminds me of a song, Life is, life is What You Get When life You... Life is What Happens While You're Busy Making Other Plans, right. John Lennon. Right, there you go. Uh, yeah, which is good, good too. I was also thinking Zorba. There's a line in Zorba about life is what happens... Anyway, go on, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. Zorba, I don't have the, at the tip of my okay. fingers. That's how Alan's brain works, though. It's, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's dinging around like a pinball machine <laughs> no. right now. Boing, boing. <laughs> Yeah, sadly, <laughs> mine is too, but just different pinballs. But uh, so this was the, the socialist experiment, and this is how it went awry. And that's sort of what the piece is right. built on, you know? You see them so hopeful at the very beginning in the first few scenes. I mean, Stalin was so invested in trains, in trains, um, knitting together this vast country. In the first scene, although we... we it takes place in a train station. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so all these... That was important. And the people enter with, 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 with purpose and yeah. with courage. They're living in something that they're making happen. Really important. Yeah. And then we cut to, uh, to the town um, on the steps and where there's been forced collectivization and this village that has existed for thousands of years, right. the social fabric is totally upended. They're, they're forced to be, you know, socialists. They're managed, they have to send their quota of meat to sove meat every That's right. month. And they didn't get anything to eat themselves. And, and children too. Their children and are children, taken And there's cannibalism that occurs. At oh the, and, or, you don't see this directly in the play, but you see it hinted at yeah. in ways that Russians, whom I spoke with, you know, could readily discern. Right. So no, I, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I, I only have, I don't have the experience that you have, but I'm, I think I'm leaning towards maybe Chris's interpretation, because like any good thing, there is a depth to it. I see this as a play of the young and the old, 
Well, I mean, I'm, the, I'm, so what, how do you see this the, play? The great mystery for me in this play, it, it, it's not an essay about what went wrong with the revolution. If you want to, if you want to read that, read right. Trotsky, The Revolution Betrayed. Yeah. No, yeah. it's not an essay at all, which is so yeah. beautiful about the whole thing. Yes, and what the, the great mystery of it is how could this horrible stuff be happening and the people still revere Stalin and believe in the goals of the revolution, mm -hmm. even though it's killing them. And right. how, how does that happen? And that's, to me, that's the psychological and emotional depth of the play. So that was the case, though? I thought there, yeah. was, I thought there was rebellions and... Um, there were some, some rebellions, but, but no, mostly the rebellions were fomented from outside the country. Right. In the country, the, the collectivization as much as they suffered, they did it, and they did it. But they were angry. They, they killed their animals instead of giving them to the government. Well, some, some did, yeah. Well, but not all. I'll tell you what, why don't we listen to a scene that we recorded uh, some months ago in another uh, podcast that I um, direct called Upper West Side Neighbors. Uh, Tara performed in it, Chris performed in it, and uh, Brian Marshall performed in this little okay. excerpt from the beginning of, um, of 14 Little Red Huts. So uh, let's listen to an enactment of a scene from Act One of 14 Little Red Huts by Andrei Platonov. The character is played by Brian Marshall as a political writer. He's not with us, but he was in that original podcast. Chris Brandt played uh, as Hose, and Tara Steinberg reading Suyoneta. Um, here's the setup. Suyoneta enters a train station, the beginning of the play. She's returning to her peasant village where she is the leader of that village. She was met by Hose. He's a century-old man. He's 100 years old. Um, whose the task is to explain the mystery of world economy. All right, so you're getting some of that surrealistic kind of quality. So he has to explain the mystery of world economy. He immediately falls in love with the young woman. That's my interpretation, but I think he does. And eventually goes back with Sunyaneta to her village. And this is their first meeting. And, and uh, so here we go. of nature. We are not rich. Which is the way out to the Kazan station? I need to travel to the desert. What is your name, creature of God? Where are you hurrying to, Soviet child? I am not a child. I'm the chairman of the pastoral kolkhoz of the Little Red Huts. I'm on my way home to the Caspian Sea. What a wonder of life. A child ruling a village kingdom. Where have you come from, my defenseless one? I am not defenseless. We have the Kalhos, and I have a husband in the Red Army. I've been to Leningrad. I was given a library as a prize. Comrade Chairman, how many of your households have been collectivized? Is there any activity on the part of the Kulaks? Are there any crises of organizational or economic consolidation? Is there not an urgent need to dispatch to your Kalhos a storming and liqui liquidation brigade of riders? I, myself, am a member of a cultural brigade. Riders? But are they clever? We have 14 little red huts. We had nothing to read. We'd read everything already. At night in the Cajos, we read aloud. The lamp burns. The glass is cracked from the flame. And I read while everyone around me thinks. And it's dark everywhere. You can hear the sound of the Caspian Sea. We'd read all the books. They weren't interesting anymore. It was boring living only with our minds. Then I was given a library as a prize for the excellence of my register of workdays. They said they'd be sending the books, but the books never came. What does bureaucracy care about socialism? So I went to collect the books myself, but now I need to find the way out to the Kazan station to where you buy tickets without seat reservations. Here before you, Mr. Hoss stands a small being of socialism. A huge being, my dear. The whole of God's world is contained in this poor being. Give me your hand, my happy one. And Voss kisses her hand. Now you should spit. My hand's dirty. Hands aren't for kissing, they're for working and hugging. And there, there we have a scene uh, with uh, Hawes, uh, played by um, uh, Chris Brandt, and um, 
Suyun Nata played by Tara Steinberg from 14 Little Red Huts. Yeah, I mean, this was done before you went off to Russia. Uh, I, well, you know what I'm seeing? Let me throw it in here because it's like, this is my show, so I guess I could say what I want to say. Um, we, 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 have a, we have a comparison here between Hawes, 100 years old, very old man, and that view on life, which is like from life almost from, a, from the top of a mountain, kind of seeing the whole thing, seeing like the whole picture and kind of putting it all together and seeing there's much more to it than just your, the focus that you have, which is an important focus that Suyaneta has on getting the village done, doing the practical stuff, get, you know, um, but, but the older person kind of sees more of kind of the big picture. Well, I think this was, this was uh, Johan's brilliant uh, vision of the piece that, that Hoss cannot die, that he is in searching for this, for the answer to these, these imponderable questions of what is life and why are we here? Yeah. And what are we doing in the middle of this mess um, and this famine that's happening? And he can't die, and he keeps coming back. And that's why he says it, 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 that it, I cannot say goodbye to you forever. Yes. Right. At the end of the play, I can, I can say goodbye. I will be back when you are going to be old and you are going to understand more about this world. Right. And, that, and Platonov does not give that instruction in, in the script, but that was Johan's vision for it, and I think that made it work for our production extremely well. Right. So what did you learn from the first production that changed the next production. Yeah, like, well, what did you change in, in the one that you took to Voronezh? Yes. Because yes. it looked different when I saw it. There was a picture in the Voronezh Festival and it, and it had a different look to it. Oh, yes. Uh, okay. Uh, we ch uh, first of all, we changed the cast. Most of the cast was... Okay. <laughs> that's <laughs> first changed. Yeah, Tara came in. <laughs> yes. Right. Uh, and after that, what I really did for the second, uh, uh, for the second time, for the play which we went to Voronezh with, uh, I introduced a um, a path through wh where the actors enter from that path, and was in a slow motion. Every single entrance was in a slow motion. Looks like you are from another world, uh -huh. coming from another world to this work and I think that worked well uh, and uh, and gave another dynamic rhythm and uh, another gravity to to the entire play right. in yeah. my opinion no, no, uh, and uh, and what I could see also in Voronezh as I as I said before you know people they were laughing at some moments which we we didn't really thought those are comedy for us but probably they resonate in another way with the right. play and at the end a lot of, uh, of the, the audience they were they were in tears you know which was absolutely a great experience to see because your work was well received and and was 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 well done and we're going to talk about your um, experience in Voronezh at the chamber theater there uh, in in just a moment this is Bar Crawl Radio recording at Gephardt's Beer Culture Bar on West 72nd Street, across the street from the mortuary and down the block from Grace Papaya and Trader Joe's. We only work near Trader Joe's. Yeah, That's in our only Trader country. Joe's, right. Because we, because we, uh, yeah, because we work at uh, Gabriella's. Gabriella's, which is, which is also near Trader Joe's, right? We are talking with the directors <laughs> and actors of Medicine Show's production of Platonov's Fourteen Little Red Huts, which they recently performed at the International Platonov Festival in the writer's hometown, Voronezh. Perfect. I got a thumbs up. Voronezh. 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 Okay. I've been practicing it for several months. So let's talk about your trip to Russia, Johan. You directed the initial production of 14 Huts at the Medicine Show. How did this production get invited to the International Platonov Festival in Voronezh, Russia? Yes. Um, that was very interesting because we, we did the show, everything was done, 
uh, and after uh, a month, I think, uh, somebody sent me an email saying, we saw you directed 14 Little Red Hats at the Medicine Show Theatre in New York. We would like, you know, to see your show if you have, uh, if you filmed or something. Because How do you we, think they found it? Uh, Someone came to the show. No, no, oh. no, no. Oh, in they saw that you were doing it. Yes, in 2017, when, when I went and I started Googling Andrei Platonov, I barely could find something about Platonov. Mm. Uh, and I am sure, I am sure they were looking for everything what was done uh, by Platonov in the world because the, the, the name of the festival is Andrei right. Platonov yeah, Festival. Yeah. I see. And uh, they, they were really, really, really interested, you know, to see how uh, uh, the productions are all over the world. And they, they sent an email. I said, I talked uh, to Chris and I said, Chris, look, we might have a possibility, you know, let's see what's going to happen. So you had something yes. on, on and we, video? We, we put, yes, we put on YouTube. We sent them the link to YouTube and they watched the show. And they invited us. <laughs> they loved it. And, and, and there you are. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, three, three of us had a conversation in the early spring about 14 Little Red Hots on another podcast that, that I do, uh, Upper West Side Neighbors. At the time, I asked um, you all, uh, and, and Brian was there too, uh, I forget his last name, if any of you had concerns about going to the former Soviet Union, you know, going to the country <laughs> that helped elect Donald Trump. Um, <laughs> Uh, what, so, what was your biggest, you know, in arriving? I guess you arrived to Moscow, right? Yes. All right. So, what was your biggest surprise or concern while you were on the plane as you were what going? What were you there, all talking about? As you were arriving in Putin land. Will, will we? Will we make? <laughs> By the way, back I, I, I want to. New York. I want a toast. To, a toast to Putin land. A toast to Putin. To the great. To the great man Putin and his dear, dear friend Donald Trump. Donald, yeah, here's to the Donald. <laughs> to the Donald, God bless him. Oh my God. Because I'm not gonna. Long may he wait. Yeah, I can't even say that out loud. <laughs> Long may he we lean, were, lean this right. This is really, really, really off topic. Yeah. But we have a friend who goes to a therapist, and his therapist, and we go to a therapist. And he's, 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 therapist he's a liberal like we are. And his therapist is conservative. And we're <laughs> he's like, a, he's a Trump supporter. I couldn't go to a. Can you imagine going to a therapist who's a Trump supporter? <laughs> no. I couldn't do it. No, because that's why I wouldn't be in therapy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's Can you imagine? Why there. <laughs> that's funny. I talked to my therapist about Donald Trump. That's funny. Okay, okay. So, so you're on the plane, you're going to Moscow. It's it's an Aeroflot plane, too. Ah, Aeroflot. And, 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 and you know <laughs> yeah. you're going to do this play for this you know, very critical Russian audience. I mean, what were you thinking? What, what were your was, concerns? What, what was different than you expected? Well, f when we got there, I discovered that not only did they know this play, because it's his hometown and all that, but they have a production of this, which went up five years ago. Oh, God. That there the the head of the festival and the head of the theater where we performed directed that play and i thought oh my god oh. it's going to be a competition You're here toast. and it wasn't in the least all right but that was your worry that was when, the, well i mean i, I thought you're going to be judged evaluated we're, we're going to i mean we're a bunch of stupid americans trying to do this this russian play for the people who invented this stuff and <laughs> Yeah, and as if you know never, any of this. It's never going to happen. Right. And yet, I, I, we couldn't have been more welcomed. Well, well, that's certainly true. But in terms of what we were thinking um, before the trip and going over there, I mean, I watch MSNBC. I know what's going on. <laughs> uh -huh. I mean, and, and I watched all those hearings yesterday. Or a, yeah, I, I got as much of it as I could. A, a, yeah, closer to that as much uh, as I This is the, the Robert Mueller hearings. Yeah, yeah. Who, who knows when this is going to be? Yes, uh, of course. Robert contract. Mueller, all Mueller all the time. <laughs> but and this so, is true. I mean, really. But but so you go over thinking, I'm. Uh, we're in the land of people who. Are, who I, I I was almost going to say several times. 
take me to the troll farms. <laughs> take me to the internet research agency. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And in fact, I was. You know in, where they are. We know where they are. And yeah. I was in St. Petersburg. I wasn't too far from there. I, I realized, read their address afterwards. Well, we've seen the building. You've seen the building. That's right. You've seen the movie. You've seen. That's right. Exactly. You've checked out the websites. So yeah, I was. I, I had. I had certain concerns about it. And it was. It was. When we did our online fundraising campaign, <clears throat> we put it up there as "Help us get to Russia and back." <laughs> you know, since you raised that question, you you um, did did you eventually pay for this trip? No, oh, we did. We made we Kinda. made just enough to to pay the Becky expenses. Becky and I did contribute a little bit. So, so what was your concern? You were just saying. Well, you know, you you thought you, you just go in thinking. Are they following me? Are yeah, they, right. Are right, they going right. to put a chip in my legs? And what was the reality? What was the reality? Well, the reality was, as most realities are, far more complicated than the than what you imagine it's going to be. Um, far more complicated. Yeah, and, complex and, uh, on a on a, a wider spectrum of of of, of things. I mean. Uh, on a, on a self-serving personal note, I ran into several people who had seen Mozart in the Jungle, ah. which surprised me. But then it didn't because it was very much an international show. And, you know, it, it's out there. It was on the in-flight entertainment at... Uh, Get out. In Aeroflot, yeah. But... Um, was everyone like turning around on the plane and going? Oh, no, look, no, 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 <laughs> look, there, no. Look, there's that guy that no. was conducting the no, orchestra. No, 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 <laughs> no. That that has happened, but not on that airplane. On the airplane. No, no. But because um, they were drinking too much vodka. Yeah, and I wasn't drinking enough. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll toast to that. Too much vodka there. So there you go. All right, I, I need an excuse to continue here this toasting. Yeah. If I can scoot through this yep. incident very quickly, we were in. I was in Saint Petersburg after we finished in Voronezh. And um, I wanted to see, I had done a walking tour of St. Petersburg the day before. That was a Dostoevsky walking tour, because he spent a lot of time. Terrific. In, which was extraordinary. And, but the one place we never stopped during that tour was um, his home. So I wanted to see it. So we took the, my wife and I, my wife was there. They'd graciously hired her as a photographer for the... Nice. Yeah, it was very sweet. And nice. She, Maybe you can share some of the pictures with us. Yeah, yeah. I would love yeah. to. I don't have them on me, but, but we got yeah, we can put it on, we can put it on the parkour radio. Website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we took the subway in St. Petersburg up to the place where we thought the home would be. We got out of the train. It was a little bit disorienting. I in St. Petersburg. In St. Petersburg, yeah. And I'd done a little duolingoing, so I had a little bit of Russian, you know, so I tapped a lady on the at a bus stop, and I said, um, in my horrific Russian, where's Dostoevsky's house? And she said, mm, I don't know, and she tapped her phone and tried to figure it out and scratched her head, tapped a stranger's head who was also <laughs> waiting for the bus, yeah. and they conferred, uh -huh. and then they said, hmm, and then they pointed that way, and my wife and I started walking, but they followed with us. Wow. And we walk, they walked, they missed their bus. Yeah. They walked, wow. I don't know how far out of their way. They went down the steps because it was a, that's where the museum was. And, right. they, and, and it was clearly not open. And they tapped, they, you know, rang the buzzer long and hard. And, and you could hear conversation, which I know was, they're from New York. They've got to see the, 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 the they're only, <laughs> oh, wow. they're going back tomorrow. They must see the, you know, all of which was true. And, um, and the person did not let us in because it turned out it was Monday. Everything, all the mu Russian museums are closed. Closed on Monday. Yeah. As they are in the United States. As they are, for the mo except for MoMA in the United States. Right. So We're not that different. We're not that different. Right. No. I, mean, I, I would imagine New Yorkers are like that, too. Oh, yeah. I was in Paris, and I, I remember uh, uh, Parisians helping me. Yeah. So you, you'll find no, no, some no, people no. are people. Absolutely. And that was what, you know, that's always heartening. I mean, we try to be as helpful as possible when, when strangers come up to us and ask directions, you know. Right, right, they right. were just being people. Yes. And, and really sweet people, you right, know. Right, right, right. And proud of their country. And proud, and proud of their country. Of the, of they said, this woman said, uh, 
I, in halting English, I have a daughter in Los Angeles. I said, we have a daughter in Los Angeles. <laughs> and then, you know, Maybe they know each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it was just like, you know. Don't we have a daughter in Los Angeles? <laughs> nope. Think, no, okay, okay. Anyway, but you know. I don't what, anyway. It, it, stuff like that would happen. <laughs> but then there were moments when you just thought, uh, I don't know. I mean, I just you don't know. You know, it, it, yeah, it's like in this country, too, it's like you you don't know in some ways. I mean, we're different cultures. Well, but, um, yeah, go well, on. I, just, I want to ask Tara, too. How, what did you think? What was your uh, um, I perspective? Mean, piggybacking off of Joel a little bit, ultimately a, a huge thing for me was how warm everyone was. I mean, I was going with all sorts, all sort of, you know, anxieties, yeah, you know, mainly about the, mainly about performing, but also just going there. I mean, talk about I, those anxieties of performing. You're going to Russia, the home of Stanislavski. Uh, you you yeah. probably know about Stanislavski <laughs> and the method. And um, you're going to perform at the, a Russian audience who knows all this stuff. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that was my biggest fear was, you know, how are they going to receive us, this audience? Because we had been working so hard on trying to tell this story but ultimately, we are Americans, and this is not our history. So to go or your story, and, or our, yeah, it is not our story to tell, really. Yeah. Um, and you know, before we had performed, we participated in this press conference um, that was really terrifying for yes, multiple reasons. Yeah. But one of the biggest things was recognizing how I mean, they, they we'd already experienced their warmth, how excited they were to have us there. Um, you know, so that excitement was was definitely felt and appreciated. Um, but to see how, how excited they were to see us perform. And in a lot of ways, that while that made me feel better, it also made me feel even more anxious because I was like, well, what if we fail them, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, what if we show them our show and yeah. they're like, oh, they, you know, this is not true at all. They, they got and it totally wrong. You know, yeah, yeah, they got totally wrong, you know, or God forbid we insulted no them in some way. And you didn't. You know, and but, and the magic was we, we didn't. Um, it was so well-received that it was almost overwhelming how well-received it was. You were standing ovation. This yeah. sounds like an amazing mm. experience. You know what? I think, I think that they really saw that you were sincerely trying to get this. Absolutely, that's as yeah. difficult yeah. as it was. Maybe even for them, even with all their understandings of the colloquialisms and the, you know, the context, they appreciated that you were really trying to make it. Yeah, and it, I mean, my sort of one sentence answer that you know, because people have been asking me how it was, and I say it was an incredible experience as a human and as an artist. I mean, both things were really amazing. Um, and, you know, one small personal story I'll share was, for, for me, this is a moment that stands out the most, was after the end of the first performance, um, I had gone up. We had these young girls that the festival had assigned to be our translators and to be our guides. They our were minders. training. Really? Yeah. Were they? You felt like they were minders? Well, no. literal. No. Well, kind no. of. I mean, we couldn't go anywhere alone. They, do you, they do you feel they were part everywhere. of the government? No, they were very sweet. They were nice. I'm not they saying were, they're not sweet, but were they part of the government? No, no, no. no. They as were. We, we, they we they didn't so. let us go anywhere alone. Not right. Not because they were afraid. No, we'd they go were just being great hosts. They were being great hosts. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. but I mean, but by the same token, if oh, you were in okay. a paranoid frame of mind, and I'm always in a paranoid frame of mind, <laughs> you're going to see thinking, it the way you see it. Yeah, you're thinking, I don't know. She's so nice. She's so young. Yeah, she's well, so what, what's her motivation? What's her damn yeah. motivation. So, so we have 11 people listening to us from China, listening to Bar Crawl Radio. There's that was wow. you know we we have this, this you know this great. Yeah. Those, those We're in analytics. close contact with those loving people. And, and we really <laughs> believe that it's they're part of the government, and they listen to a lot of different podcasts. To, you know, so then, so then, last time we had this little show, there was a, a really weird buzzing sound. We didn't know where it was coming from, and it was like this. It was very weird. It was like this wave. We've, we and thought it, it was China or North Korea. So or I said, something. "Oh, it's China." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's right. that paranoia. Well, right. you right. don't. You know, it's it's out there. I mean. <laughs> All right, does someone else want to make a toast? I mean, we got this whole bottle we have to get through. Oh my I'm, I'm offering oh my a time to make a toast. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll make a toast to the Russian people. Yes, oh, to the nice. Russian yeah. people. I'll, to, I'll oh. to, that. to the Russian people to the Russian who people. took care of yeah. our American yeah. performers. And the mysterious Russian soul, which they talked to us and about. And the mysterious Russian soul. Well, yeah. I'll drink to that. Oh, what did that they say? What did they, they say? They said Chris? they were amazed that Americans could get 
that Russian sorrow and that Russian soul. Yeah. And they felt that we had gotten it. I mean, yeah. It's something beautiful about amazing. it. I mean, you yeah. get it from Tolstoy, you get it from Dostoevsky. I mean, you get that, right. you feel that Russian soul. And, and Chekhov, all those plays, there's just, you, un, you, it's almost like they revel in it. Though well, they're not happy, but it's just something that it's, it's beautiful. Well, they're a deep people, you know. Yeah. They're just like, um, you know, there's a lot going on there. I mean, then that audience. I wish we were deeper. Well, you know, well, I, lo- I love being shallow. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> and they have a few thousand more years of okay. history than we do. The shallowness. The shallowness. <laughs> yeah. And a lot uh, of tragedy that they've gone through as a people, and I think that affects it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, Chris, you're going again. I got to pee again. Oh, okay, you got to pee, you got to, you got to pee. So Chris, Chris is leaving us for a second. Um, were you reviewed? Was there any critical review of the, of the show? Yes. Any, any local yes. newspapers that said, the Americans were here? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Everybody was really impressed and all the, all the uh, uh, reviews, uh, they're in Russian. And we are expecting now to... Oh, what does that to, mean, very to, Russian? No, no, no. They are, they in are written Russian. in Russian. Okay. In Russian language. Yeah. So we can't uh, read we, them. We can't read them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we couldn't understand Except them. And Google. we are waiting for our... Uh, okay, uh, right. yes, yes, I have yes, a yes, challenge yes, for you. You're, you're, you're a director. You're an actor. What did the reviews say? What do you think? Improv. Uh, no, 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 no! Absolutely great, because otherwise absolutely they wouldn't. Absolutely great. Absolutely, because otherwise they wouldn't send us. You know, even the Russian version. You know, and right. now we are waiting. You know, because they said they, they are going to translate, translate for okay. us, and we are we are waiting for the translation. They did their best, but they're American. No, no, oh, no. Oh, that's no, the review no. you you're going to read. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You have just you have certain challenges that I uh, have you have to overcome. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so do you yeah, think the medicine show is going to be invited back, or have you already? been invited back? We, uh, we have been kind of, sort of. Yes. Right? Yeah. Oh, you have. That's yes. great. Yeah. Yeah. Very yes. nice. How much does it cost to go to Russia and do a production and, you know, to be invited How out of the country? How many people did you have do you in mean the whole... measured this in blood? Or 14. Do you mean yeah, yeah. I'm thinking 13, about pints 15? of blood. Yeah. Yeah. 13. 13 people, I think. Oh, 13. 13 yeah. people, but not really 13. a lot of sad, no... Oh, no, no. no. The costumes, yeah. Yes. Costumes yes. we brought. Lighting. Yeah, a lot of luggage. Uh, talking about the fear, you know, I, I, I had no fear to go there, you know, because I grew up in a communist country. I know what that means, you know, to put you on the side and yeah, wait yeah, for yeah. hours, you know, to check your passport. Nothing like that happened. Okay. But, no, no, sorry, I was just, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, yeah, slow, no. But he, he, Johan told us this thing that was very useful to me in, in sort of pointing what I did as a co-director in this whole thing. He, he told us this image of um, when he was, when he would be in Romania, uh, there would be people posted on the top of buildings when there were huge crowds in the squares. People meaning the names of the people or no, the pictures? No, of no people, humans. With, oh. with people. guns? No, no, not necessarily. Not they like probably that. had them, but they were. their job was to wave, uh, to tell the crowd when to applaud. And oh, to, oh. And crowd was, control. Crowd, oh, well, you know, to uh, make sure that, you know, as Trump would say, you know, this is the biggest crowd. The biggest ever. crowd that ever came to yeah. an inauguration. <laughs> exactly. <right? laughs> exactly. Hey, he might have people in his uh, he may auditorium do. Yeah, doing yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, so I mean... Definitely. Yeah, so I yeah. mean, that's the kind of thing that it's very... That he should have lived through that and seen that happen. Yeah was yeah. very telling and very useful in terms of helping transmit that notion to our cast, you know what I mean? Just of Americans who hadn't, hadn't a clue about, we'd never lived through anything quite like that here, not yet, anyway. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> not yet, yeah, that's... Yeah, did, yeah. did you have a, uh, an after-the-show talk? We never oh. did with the Russians, did we? We had, I mean, just one-on-ones when we would talk to them. All right, them. T- tell us about the one-on-ones. What, what happened? Tara, did you have a one-on-one? I mean... Yeah, so um, I think this. I think the story I was starting to tell that was really um, meaningful for me was after the second show. I had gone up to our dressing room, and I'm always so exhausted after the performance. Um, but these young girls that were tasked with carting us around—they yeah. so were young college students that were in the interpreter training program 
at the local college All right, there. So you were actually um, serving. So they them. might have been spies. I don't know, but um, for us, <laughs> but they you were, were thinking they were. You know, I did not consider she them didn't. spies. No, no I did. Um, I or Joel did, but not Tara. Okay. <laughs> Most, I think, a lot of us just sort of adopted that adopted them no, as they, members of our. That sounds you know, like a, like a new TV company. show. Teenage. But you didn't tell them spies. deep secrets about the Trump administration. <laughs> oh, like ever, I did. The things definitely. that we know. Well, that's, you know, they never mentioned. Nobody ever mentioned. <laughs> no one ever mentioned Trump. No. 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 No, they like him. And and throughout in in the well, other interactions I had with, uh, I'm amazed. Well, maybe one or two Americans did when I was, say, on a tour, a walking tour, and there were in, other in Americans. In St. Petersburg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or but the Russians didn't. No. no. I find that kind of amazing, don't you? That they it didn't a, mention. It was it was it was blissful. It was a week's vacation from Trump. Yeah. Well, for us. <laughs> Interesting. In so you went to Russia to get away from Trump. <laughs> That seems like a dichotomy. There. I know, and we recommend that for anybody. <laughs> so go to Russia to get out of the Trump mania that we're yeah, that, 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 that. But then that you're in the in. Putin mania, exactly. and, I, and I don't think and you, you got any see. of that, right? Did <laughs> you get no. any Putin mania? Did you get any no. of no, the people that to, were not happy no. with Putin or were happy with him? No, nothing. No, no, but I have to say too that we were. Um, I was in in uh, Moscow the day before we left, and it was the day before Russia Day, which is June 12th. Their victory over all their uh, foes in the world. So all the a, foes ever. Ever. So there was a big... Um, <laughs> Red Square was very festive and, and, you know, full of people. And there was, literally, there was a Stalin look-alike and there was a, <laughs> and a Putin look-alike. And wow. they were posing for photographs. You could pay to have your picture taken with this mock Stalin. <laughs> or, oh, that's or, funny. It's like Times Square or, when you have a picture exactly. taken with Big Bird. Exactly. With a na- naked or, cowboy. Or a pseudo Putin. <laughs> the naked yeah. cowboy. Our, our I mean, equivalent of Stalin is naked Big Bird. So it's like, you know... I said he's not that big. He's short. So yeah, I mean, stuff like that happened, you know, so our culture is kind of everywhere in a strange permutation, you know? Yes, I, yes, I, yes. But, but we should get yeah. back to Tara's story. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm sorry, Tara. Oh, yeah. no, that's, that's okay. I totally forgot about it. I've been having too many toasts. <laughs> but <laughs> it's not, I mean, now it's like, I feel like there's been this buildup. Okay, but, but so you, just sim- you went with you the know, two teenage spies. End of the, end of the performance, I went up to our dressing room. I mean, and the theater itself was an experience for a lot of us because it was this big, gorgeous, nice theater. I mean, we had this real the dressing ch- rooms. This is the chamber you know. theater in um, Verona. In Verona, yeah. yeah. Right. Nice. Anyway, I went up to our dressing room, and these young girls were sitting outside of it, and they were crying. Oh, my God. They were crying. They were very emotional. Um, You know, and I, like, trudge up there. Yeah, our translators. And I go up there, you know, and they just surrounded me in these huge hugs. Wow. Um, And it was very, very sweet, but it it really, it just felt like, you know, because when we're on stage, we see them clapping, you know, whatever. Mm. That's great. But for us, it's like, you know, coming from here, you always clap at the end of performance. Like, what does that really mean, you know? Yeah, no, yeah. you don't know. Um, you know, but it, but so to go up and have it, it was this instant validation that we had told the story at least appropriately yeah. in a way that they appreciated. Oh, that's and nice. that's what meant the most to me was to be able to tell their story um, in a meaningful way that was giving it something. And, and honoring, that moment with them was really yes, exactly. That's the right yeah. word, honoring their story um, honoring because it's their real yeah. history. And we know. knew that they so, were. That they were genuine, that it was 100% genuine on their part. Oh, yeah, was there, just, was, there was no fake. There was no fake. Yes. I mean, and we, especially because we had lived with them for that week beforehand, mm-hmm. you know, and they, they, they couldn't have been nicer. Right. I, 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 want, I want to get to one last thing uh, um, before we end this and while we have you here at the table. Um, and while we're a little bit inebriated, I am, <laughs> I am inebriated. We've well, been having I don't want to say anything, here. but you have drunk most of the Just vodka so Just a little far. bit more. <laughs> All right, my, my tendency is to do that. I wanted to touch on censorship of the arts in the former Soviet Republic, in the Putin Republic, because I, I, I believe it's a Putin Republic. Um, in a recent article in The Guardian titled, The Arts Thrive in Putin's Russia, though they play a complex game of censorship, and it's subtitled, Russia's art scene prospers in bizarre, critical climate fostered by the Kremlin. We may not know the rules, but we know our place. And the <laughs> we in this title are the Russian artists, right? right? The argument made in, the, in that uh, is that art production in Russia is open and free and funded by the government, um, but it's free unless it's not free. And no one knows what the rules are 
therefore Russian artists self-censor. And they, they make sure they can do their work, but they do their work at a certain level that allows them to do their work. Did you see or feel any of that, 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 that sense of self-censorship in the chamber theater, in the Voronezh Platonov International Festival? Was there a sense of no. kind of like, we have, to, we, we have to do it, we have to put a cap on it? No. The, Chris. The, the guy who runs the chamber theater, who's in charge of the chamber who is theater. Who Mikhail Bichkov. Bichkov, which you talked about earlier, yeah, right? Yeah. He is also the head of the festival. He was the director of their production of Platonov's book. Right. There was absolutely never a hint that that he was judging our production or that that there was any kind of thing that you had to do with this particular play. And and by the way, American artists self-censor themselves all the time. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, you can to just take cha change change Russian to Yuzian or, or American. Right. Chris and I have been going on over and over again about whether we're Americans. And we're really not Americans, because Americans include South America and Canada also. <laughs> so we're um, Yuzians. So we're Yuzians. And we use people. <laughs> It and seems very appropriate that we're using this. If you if you just in your in what you said substitute the word American for Russian, yeah, we self censor ourselves all the time. Yeah, if and and the Russians, in a way, I mean, Medicine Show has been supported by the U.S. government, by the New York State government, by the New York City government, but in very very chintzy ways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we asked them how they, they funded their theaters. 50% of it comes from the government, 50% comes from ticket prices. And that's, they, they, they fund the arts in Russia. Yeah. As, yeah, there is state as, theaters in Russia. As, as, a, as a, it's just assumed that of course they're going to fund right, the arts. Right. Theater, poetry, music, everything. Not the case in the United States. Not no, here. No. no, not here. But throughout Europe, really. Throughout, right? yes. Throughout Europe, yeah. and Russia is very much a part of that. Right. Yeah. Definitely. So it seems that you were not. You didn't feel that you had to censor yourself. No, or no, no. And we had no. an, our, an Anna who was our our con our connection from the. She was in charge of the festival, or she was our point person there. Right. Right. Um, I mean, she couldn't have been nicer, you know. She extended herself a lot. I mean, I had, I walked through Veronish um, with her, and we talked about one thing and another, you know. And you know, she couldn't have been more forthcoming and 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 kinder. And we talked about all kinds of things. Did yeah. you feel like you had to be represent the United States in a way, kind of ambassadors? Well, no. You must have felt that pressure. You must have felt like I'm an American. No. I'm here. I gotta. No, because no. the the personal. Absolutely I'm not. I'm. I'm okay. So I'm. I'm here. I'm me. No. And also, I had a conversation with the director, uh, with the. With Bichkov. Uh, yes, with Bichkov about uh, fourteen little red hats because we saw a few images from right, from his, his production. Show, yeah. And I said, oh, 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 wow, 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 just a second, just a little bit, you know, I can see you are, yeah, 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 you are very modern, I can see you use all those new techniques and new path which is in directing in Europe. And he said, okay, okay, just one second, somebody else before me directed 14 Little Red Hats in Russia. They did it the way you did it. You, you were the first one there. Be proud and be happy. Oh. You know, <laughs> I, I, I said, okay, okay. Yeah. But when I saw that production and the money which was, uh, which they right. poured there in, in that production, I, I really, I, want, I said, ah, <laughs> okay. Can I, yeah. can, can I propose or, or, or profit that maybe we're not that different than the Russian people? No, Cause no, we're, no. We're both kind of like fighting against autocracy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think a big lesson for me, too, that I, I knew already, but it was an instant reminder, that people are very different from their governments. I mean, we are very different from our government in the same way they are very different from theirs. And ultimately, we have much more in common with them than we do with their government. Oh, and me. we have this idea of them as a people that we get from our news, and for the most part, it's very inaccurate. So, I uh, agree. I agree. Right. I, I, I mean, from everything you've said, wait. 
Go ahead. I just wanted to <laughs> mark. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was waiting. Chris. Like... No, that's all right. No, no, no. It's, it's fine. Hose needs some uh, oh, vodka. We are all <laughs> vodka drinkers and jokesters and <laughs> silly people and Does anyone want to make a toast? One, one, one final toast? You're interrupting me. Hose. You're man-erupting me, dear. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Man-erupting, exactly. <laughs> but I'm done. I thought, yeah, I, I think... I, I, down, we're all the same. I want to take down a toast to, to yeah. humanity. Yes. yes. To, to, to human to, beings. To we're human. really wonderful. We are great. On humanity. Our, on our good days. On our yeah. good days. Yeah, there right, we go. exactly. Yeah, no matter where we are. The bop-bops are coming. Here we come. bop bop Everyone. This is Bar Crawl Radio, and we have been talking with the actors and directors of Plantano. Platonovs. Okay. Bravo. Too many, too many vodkas. Platonovs. I practiced it. Fourteen little red huts, which they recently performed in Vrenitsch, Russia. Thank you all for joining us, and we wish you luck in getting back to the festival next summer. Dospadania. Dospadania. Becky and I are off to Alberta, Canada to walk on a glacier, believe it or not. We'll be recording an upcoming BCR episode at the Jasper Park Lodge with glacier uh, guide Peter Lemieux. And we may even get wait recording... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Peter Lemieux. Lemieux? Lemieux. Lemieux? Here, you read it. It's right there. Does anybody speak French? Anyone speak French? I wasn't so far. We even get uh, a recording in the Santa Maria Inn in Central California where Becky and I first learned to love bars. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so keep listening and letting us know what you think. Please contact us at barcrowradio.com. Uh, I'm sorry, barcrowradio at gmail.com. And remember, the, the best, best conversations happen at your neighborhood, neighborhood bar. bar. Amen. Of course. If you're not near the bar you love, love the bar you're at. Okay, okay. Love we okay. We need at. one more toast the to the medicine show and 14 hey. fucking little red hots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go.